episode number one is finally here. It's me, Ty Stewart. Hey, it's time for episode number one of Beyond the Paint. Just a few moments away. It's time for you to get on your mind. Yeah. Hey, how we doing, y'all? Hey, I tell you what, my name is Ty Stormer, Norman Stewart. I am a uh, up-and-coming rodeo clown, and I feel so weird saying I'm an up-and-coming rodeo clown. Uh, I, I guess that's for other people to judge. That's not really me saying that, because uh, I, I, you know, me, I'm just another rodeo clown. But, uh, you know, one day I hope to be uh, the big up-and-comer, and, uh, and uh, but, uh, but yeah, so I am Ty Stewart. Uh, I'm pretty excited to start this podcast, something new for me. Uh, the podcast is called Beyond the Paint, uh, Beyond the... Beyond the paint, kind of going with the whole face paint deal, um, but uh, but hey, you know, episode number one is here, and I tell you what, I brought you guys an absolutely phenomenal episode on this one. I'm so excited, and I thought, you know, doing the very first episode of the podcast, I thought I got to get this started off right, and I thought, man, what better way of starting it off right with one of the funniest guys in the entire world uh, coming on for my first interview, uh, but uh, this first guy I want to introduce you all to, I'm really, really excited to. Uh, he has been absolutely vital for me and, uh, and doing my whole rodeo gig and, uh, he has really pushed me and, uh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm actually speechless cause I'm so excited, uh, to, for y'all to get to meet this guy and get to, you know, kind of pick his brain more and more. Uh, the guy I'm referring to, uh, some of y'all know him as, uh, Slim Gardner. Uh, Slim has been a long time, two generation rodeo clown. And like I said, this man has so much knowledge up in his head. Uh, he's known as one of the funniest guys in the business, and I truly, truly do believe that. Uh, he is on uh, the downhill of his career, uh, fixing to hang it up here. So, so I'm so excited to uh, to get him on here and get to pick uh, his brain and get to share all the information with y'all. So uh, with that being said, let's go ahead and give him a call. I sent him a text a little bit ago, and uh, he said he's sitting, waiting. So let's give him a call. Well, you know, Mr. Stewart. Hey, brother, how are you? Good, good. Good, good, good. Hey, I tell you what, I was just telling people about you, uh, you know, doing the whole podcast thing. I'm so glad and excited that you're on. And I thought, man, what better way to kick off a podcast than with a, uh, interviewing the funniest guy in the PRCA. So I tried to. Well, thanks for having me, buddy. Well, I tried to call Robbie Hodges, but he didn't answer. So now I'm calling you. So. Well, he never answers his phone. Exactly. You know? It pays to answer your phone. That's what it is. You know? it's like, he wonders why people don't ever talk to him. Well, probably because you don't answer your damn phone, man. Come on. That's for sure. That's for sure. No, brother, I am beyond ecstatic to have you on here. Uh, this whole podcasting thing is kind of different for me uh this whole techie thing's kind of different for me but i'm so excited to have you on uh man you know first and foremost uh thank you i don't tell you that enough uh because you truthfully well, no you don't you don't uh, <laughs> i feel i feel left out and discouraged <laughs> half the time you know it's unappreciated <laughs> i know i know i know i'll send you i'll send you another batch of roses i apologize for not, i appreciate it's it. been a couple of weeks it. but uh but no i i was just telling them that uh that you have been uh crucial and essential for me and, and in my start vital. of the rodeo world vital Excuse vital me. vital vital that that is yeah. the good word yeah. that is the good word but uh but man i'm so excited uh i know you're funny <laughs> a lot of people in america know you're funny because uh because you have been at the pinnacle of the sport uh for 
what, 15, 20 years? How long have you been clowning, Slim? Uh, how long have I been funny? Well, yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't know about funny. I've blown a lot of stuff up in the last 30 years. So. Yeah. Yeah, because you, uh, so. you started clowning what, 17? Uh, 17, yeah. 17. 17. And second generation rodeo clown. And your dad was a rodeo clown before you. Yeah, yeah. Dad clowned from the late 50s to the uh, mid 70s. Yep. And then hung it up. And then when I was 17, I woke up with slime in my mouth and said, I got to fight bulls and be a rodeo clown, daddy. And so he went back and helped me there for about, oh, about three years. He um, he actually fought bulls with me, and and we built a bunch of acts, and and then it's uh, been all over but the crying ever since. So. so so you and your dad actually fought bulls together? Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I see. I, I didn't even know that. See, see, we're already learning new things. Okay, so yeah, I, I think he was fifty five at the time. Fifty five. Holy cow! That is uh, yeah, that's impressive. I still want to strap it on and fight bulls at the age of fifty five. I have a hard time waking up after a rodeo at the age of 24, let alone 55, <laughs> let alone the age of 55. But, uh, but think about age, though, you know, and there's uh, there's quite a few guys. I've got some friends right now um, that uh, they're right around that 55 uh, area right now in the PRCA. Really? That are fighting bulls, yeah. Who would that be? Yeah, Clifford, uh, Clifford Maxwell, I believe, is – Knocking on that fifty-five door, I believe. Oh wow! And then, then uh, how how old's Kraus uh, or Kraus? Uh, Luke, he is uh, man. He'll be uh, the big five-zero here pretty quick, I yeah, believe. That's, that's what I thought. I, I thought. Uh, speaking I, of that, I need to call him see when that is. After yeah, the because after, he's, after he's after a couple this. years older <laughs> than I am. Yeah, I believe yeah. he's forty-nine right now. So his next one will be the big five-zero. So. Yeah, yeah, and he and he yeah. still fights bulls. Oh, absolutely. So he, Very has, best. he has not gotten any smarter over the years. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, at, at that age, you learn how to cheat bulls, you know, and that's, that's what my dad, you know, it, actually dad used an umbrella. Nobody uses umbrellas and haven't used them for 30 years, but you can, uh, you can lead a bull anywhere you want to go with a umbrella. Really? So, huh. Yeah. That's interesting. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Stick it on his head and just lead him around. It's just kind of like uh, using a cape, you know, the matador yeah. cape. Yep. I guess that's uh, smart. Blind him. One, one of them little pop-up umbrellas, you can stick that on his head and just lead him all around. You can stand in one spot and just, he can go circles around you. Hey, so I got I got the perfect idea then for your next act, your next big act. I'm going to get you an umbrella, and then you can just make a <laughs> bet with the announcer that you can still fight bulls. And that, the announcer are going to be like, "Ah, oh, no, Slim, you're so old now." It'd be, yeah. it'd be, it'd be especially funny if Bobby T was your announcer, you know, because he's sitting there calling how old you are, and then we all know how, you know, yeah, <laughs> love yeah, you, Bobby yeah, T, but right. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but no, hey, I want to back things up, and uh, and I want to go before the rodeo clown and you came out. So you started at 17. Did you yeah. did you rodeo like junior or like high school rodeo, junior high rodeo, little britches, like anything like that before then? Yeah, just roping. Just yeah. you were a tie yeah. down or yeah. team roper? Uh, I was a team roper. Team roper, head side yeah. or heel side? Healer, I was left handed. I had, I had to be a healer until I taught myself how to rope right handed. Then I I head a little bit. Oh, that's, I, you are left handed, aren't you? Yeah, it keeps me in my right mind. 
<laughs> I hate to break it to you, but the right mind is not something I'd used to describe. <laughs> right anymore, is it? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. But thank goodness you haven't gone left yet. So let's uh, thank God for that one. Well, but, uh, but okay. So going south's the bad part. Yeah, I hear you. I hear that starts about uh, uh, that starts about uh, fifty-five. First, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or after your first bomb explosion. I've learned that yeah, one. Pretty much. That <laughs> yeah. will do it. Yeah, I've, that will do it. I've learned that one. So you started out as a yeah. healer. Then yeah. uh then you you left for college and you went yeah. down yeah, to got, uh got a full ride in Garden City, Kansas. Yep. Went down to Garden. Who oh. who was your rodeo coach at the time? Uh Norman Stats. That was that was uh, uh Jim Bob uh or Jim Boy. Yep. Is only about a year older than I am. So he was rodeo on the same time I was in college. Old Jim Boy Hash. Yep, yep. Jim Boy Hash and now he's he's been the rodeo coach there for quite a while now. Yep, yeah, yeah. And uh and now he's got a boy. Uh I just lost his boy's name. Uh, I think I think his boy's rodeoing for him now, isn't he? Or something like that. I have no idea. I, I haven't kept track of any of those guys. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, so then you went to Garden, uh, college rodeoed, uh, college a little bit. You just did a little bit of college education, and uh, well, yeah, I got my two-year degree. You know, yeah. I mean, that and two dollars buys a Mountain Dew almost anywhere you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What'd you what'd you major in? Uh, team roping and drinking beer and chasing <laughs> girls. I got straight A's in all of them. <laughs> the actual, <laughs> they the actual, give me a degree. <laughs> yeah, the, edu- the actual education courses, we got C's in, but the beer college, yeah, yeah, women. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you were good with your chemistry yeah. there, eh? Well, I, I, I'm a great chemist. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So then you leave, uh, you leave Garden City. And then yeah, I went, uh, went to went to uh, one year in Manhattan. Had had all that I could stand. And uh, <laughs> Aggieville struck and again. Come, come, yeah, come home and and uh, got serious about uh, uh, rodeo. So so the the clown car that you have, that's when we got serious about about building it or rebuilding it for the fifteenth time. I think you're on about the. 30th or 40th time it's been uh, rebuilt so yeah yeah so yep. that's about a hundred thousand dollar car if i remember right so. <laughs> yeah it may look like a 20 dollar car but it's worth about a yeah, hundred thousand it may look 20 but it's worth a hundred it's yeah. had that much spent on it yeah yeah so i'm actually i'm glad you brought up that truck the, the old cowboy cadillac tell me yeah i i want to know what went into the mindset of saying okay dad i got this in my head i want to build it this way how how'd that go about? Uh, well, actually, that 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 car has a fifty years of history, really. Huh. Uh, well, I don't know if it's fifty years; it'd be forty forty some years of history anyway. Because uh, Dad retired in seventy five from clowning full time, and uh, that car, an older gentleman in town, had built it for a parade car. And it had to had the C cab just like uh like what's on it, but it wasn't a wheelie truck. And uh, he bought it and started tinkering on it just because you know it's even though you hang it up from going uh professionally, you still kind of have it in your blood. Yeah. You like to tinker on stuff. Yep. And uh, Jeff Rutland from Independence, Kansas. Uh, uh, a lot of guys know the horses that uh, his dad would have race horses. Uh, 
trying to think what that horse's name was, but he was, he was a big time stud back in those days, a uh, racehorse stud down there at Independence. We'll call, him, we'll call him Secretariat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, uh, it's a J something or another, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. But Jeff wanted to, to clown rodeo, so he come up and seen Dad, and uh, he ended up buying that car off of Dad. Dad told him the act that he was going to build with it, and Jeff took it home, built it, and then he clowned through college in, oh, five or six years, I guess. And then parked it outside their uh, shop, their independence. And then when I come along at 17, we couldn't get dad's old buck and model T uh, back from the guy that he sold it to. And so we went down and bought that one and, and completely overhauled it, made a, a buck and truck out of it. Huh. Huh. Gotcha. And that's so, so when, when you first built that truck, that barrel wasn't in there, right? That's... No, no, no. I just put the barrel on just a couple of years ago. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah, yeah. It was just a, just had a bench seat in the back uh, with no backing on it too. Uh, everybody loved to ride around in the back of that thing. <laughs> so, how many uh, hospital little... visits did those people have? Well, was, well a, a lot of customs anyway. <laughs> you know, a lot of trips to the to the chiropractor. Yeah, yeah. So, so it was a requirement from the chug, like three or four. Uh, uh, Coors Banquets before they hopped on. Well, it, it never hurt, I don't yeah. think. <laughs> that way they can stay relaxed through the whole process. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just relax and accept it. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like marriage. You're going to go for the ride, but you're not going to win. <laughs> Just take the consequences. Oh, this coming from a 24-year-old bachelor. <laughs> 24-year-old guy that's never been married and still living in my parents' basement. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, you are a millennial. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, I, I, I like to think that uh, I like to think I'm not a millennial. I like to think that I live majority of my time in my trailer when I'm on the road, but uh, but it just makes no sense right now to own a house. Yeah, especially as much yeah. as I'm on the road. Well, why would you? Yeah. Yeah, especially. Why wouldn't you? Hell, you know, as, as busy as you are helping your dad, you know, it makes sense. Stay right there. Yeah. That, yeah. that you got a, a mansion on a wheels now. So, yeah. yeah. See, you know, now. Mom kicks you out of the basement. You can go live out, in the, out on the trailer. See, so actually, funny story about that, son. <laughs> she actually, she got mad at me one day. And, uh, and uh, anyways, the first time I've ever heard my mom talk about me, maybe me moving out. And I told her, I said, okay, I'll move out. So I went and hopped in my truck, and I started backing my truck up to my trailer, and I was going to pull the trailer in the backyard, and she shut that down real fast. <laughs> she was not impressed with that one. Not no, impressed. I didn't think that'd be a very good idea at all. <laughs> yeah, no, she was not a happy camper. Not a happy camper. But uh, but no, that that uh, like you said that that old wheelie truck has uh, has been through a lot. That that old yeah, yeah. wheelie truck is yeah, that's been to a lot of rodeos. Well, yeah, 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 all across the United States. Yep. So it broke in half on me one time outside of Texarkana, south of Texarkana. I drug it out, left it there <laughs> uh, with a buddy of mine that, uh, and then he went rewelded it. He got it all back together, and it quit breaking in half on me. Yep. So. Yep. 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 But yeah, that that thing started out as a Pinto. A Ford Pinto with a shit, and the, the only thing that's left on that Pinto is just a little bit of frame up there on the front end someplace, and that's a Chevy Vega front end, a nine-inch rear end, 
and then had the four three. You put a four three back in it, didn't you? Yep, yep, yep. Four three yeah, V six. Yeah, with a with a three fifty uh transmission. Four so. four hundred now. Four hundred now. Four hundred yeah. hopped her up. Yeah. Hopped her up. Yeah. So. Yeah. See, I, I yeah. knew when you're getting into your old age, you were kind of slow with driving around. Me, I'm you know. That's young. right. You yeah. needed a hot rod. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 I have practically because yeah, uh, that thing only did fifty in the arena, so yeah. you got to where you can do seventy now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. I've actually uh I've actually had it clocked in the arena going twenty nine. Oh yeah, yeah we we actually clocked it at one of the rodeos I was in, and uh, oh, it clocked. Oh, that's pretty fast. That's pretty fast in an arena. Uh, that's pretty fast in first gear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can just imagine what the RPMs on that baby was, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is that is one thing, and uh, and that you know that's something that you've always you know that you've always told me uh, that uh, stuff that's loud, big bangs, and flashy, the crowd loves. And that exactly. is definitely for sure something exactly. that, uh, that that wheelie truck checks the box on. But uh, speaking of loud, flashy, and uh, and spend a lot of money on, let's talk about your airplane. That is the one act that if you ask anyone about Slim Gardner, and maybe they don't know exactly who Slim Gardner is, you tell them the airplane at the rodeo, and everyone knows exactly who you're talking about. Oh. Yeah, 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 the old airplane. So let's let's start from step number one. I want to know exactly how you came up with the idea of the airplane act. Uh well, you're too young for this, but Wrangler used to put uh, packets in the back pockets of uh, their new uh, jeans. When you bought them, uh, you know you could look through the little packet, and they had uh world standings and stats and all kinds of stuff in those uh pocket packets and uh and then they'd put a little story or something and uh, i can't think you put me on the spot here but uh back in the 50s uh who's the world uh champion bronc rider uh casey tibbs okay uh he was one of the first guys to start flying from rodeo to rodeo and uh Anyway, there was a story in there that they had one extra guy hop in. Well, they didn't have enough room for all the bronc saddles. They were all bronc riders, you know, and so they, one of them come up with a bright idea, strapping that bronc saddle on the tail of the fuselage of, the, of their airplane. And uh, the pilot come out and ixnayed that whole idea. Because uh, I think it was the 4th of July run, and they wasn't flying very far. So, anyway. <laughs> uh then uh, an older judge back in those days, he asked me about that deal, and, and he said, well, let me tell you the rest of that story, kid. And uh, back then, that extra guy, his name was Denny, and he become a, a world champion bronc rider later. Uh, but at the time, he was a rookie, and they not only strapped a bronc saddle on the tail, but they also talked him into riding it, and they put, took hack reins and tied, it, tied him on. And because it's like a 15 minute uh, flight or something from like Cody to Oakley or something, which I think would take longer than 15 minutes. But anyway, wherever they was going, it wasn't very far. Yeah. And uh, but there again, the uh, pilot come out, X made the whole deal. But they thought that would be a good idea. And when I read that, I said, that has clown act written all over it. So I went home and built that plane and put a bronc saddle on the back of it. And 
and it's been a train wreck ever since. So. <laughs> yeah. Key keyword on uh train wreck. <laughs> it is exactly. uh that that uh that that act has uh that has booked you a lot of rodeos. Uh, that that is. It take- is. It is. It's been a money maker for a long time. I built that in '04, so that's uh, 16 years old now. Really? I really. I didn't yeah. realize you built it in '04. Yeah. Cause let's yeah. see. You. Uh, let's see where you've taken. You've taken that. Uh, well, that airplane's been everywhere. You've taken that airplane out to Salinas a couple times. Uh, yeah, it's been Salinas four times. Uh, I worked rodeos from Homestead, Florida, to Omak, Washington, with it. Yeah. That's crazy. And uh, been all over. And and less than ten people have died on it. So that's that's another plus. That, that it is. Now, <laughs> now the broken collarbone count that's over thirty, but I believe. But but the deaths are they're pretty low. So. Yeah, I'll never forget that airplane. We uh, uh so I uh, kind of not really changing topics real fast, but still staying on the airplane. But I'll never forget uh, uh pretty much how Slim and I met is uh, Slim was coming up here to do my hometown rodeo and uh, uh, the rodeo committee that puts on the rodeo here uh, knew that I was starting in to get Washington. my, yeah. yep. Yep. Here in yep. Washington, Kansas, they were, uh, they knew I was starting to get my start in the rodeo deal. So they called slim and asked Slim if they, if he'd be willing to uh, help a young kid out that's wanting to get a start. And, uh, and the, they, at least what they told me is that they could hardly finish the sentence before slim like, yeah, bring them all. And, uh, and it's been downhill ever since. And, uh, and, and Slim came up and, uh, he brought the, uh, the red wheelie truck, which I now own and, uh, and his, uh, his airplane. And I, I called him, uh, about, uh, oh, a couple of months before uh, the rodeo. And, uh, and anyways, him and I started chit-chatting then. And then about, uh, a week or so before my hometown rodeo, him and I were chit-chatting again. And, uh, and I, you know, of course I knew who Slim was. I knew the airplane act and, and I asked him, I said, you bring up the airplane? He says, oh Yeah. He says, make sure you find me a dumb cowboy to get on it. And I said, oh, I said, we got plenty of those up here. And, uh, and we did. And we found two dumb cowboys to get on. And, yeah. uh, and uh, yeah. And, I, and I'll never forget uh, Hill City, Hill City, Kansas, the PRCA rodeo you did with Robbie. Uh, we, uh, yeah. we had that, uh, the old uh, African-American fella that <laughs> was absolutely scared crapless to get on that thing. And, I mean, like, he was on the. I think t- he wrote it though, didn't he? Uh, uh yeah, because he was the very first day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You never yeah. kill off the first guy yeah. on the first day. Yeah, so. never you kill can't off. Get anybody else to get on him. Yeah, and I so Slim hands you the bronc rein, and he tells you to don't let go of the bronc rein, and uh, especially oh. because uh, just a few inches above the bronc rein is the sheet metal right behind the seat. Well, you, I promise you, I promise you, you do not want to grab the sheet metal on this thing. No. And, and anyways, that's this guy, oh, yeah, this guy was so that's choked right, up. That's right, He reached up there and grabbed that. <laughs> yep. Cut his hand up pretty bad. Yep, yep, yep. And, I mean, I've never seen someone so scared uh, for their life. I mean, you would have swore that he just found out that he's going to be a dad. I mean, he was scared <laughs> crapless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. But, uh, but yeah, old Hill City. But, uh, but yeah, we'll talk about Hill City later on. But, yeah, so the airplane. And uh, so out of all your acts, which act has been your favorite? Uh, it, 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 you know, actually, the, my barbecue grill 
has probably been oh. my favorite because it, it cost me less money to, to fix it. <laughs> how could I how could I forget about the uh, barbecue grill act? Uh, yeah. So th- is that another act that you came up with, or have you seen someone? Oh, yeah. You did you? Yeah, I was in Gary, South Dakota, uh, working for the Buffett for Don Buffington umpteen jillion years ago, and uh, the rodeo was over, and they rolled the streets up, and everything was closed, and there wasn't nothing to eat. And, uh, uh, committee guys and I were sitting there and I said, man, I need to get me a barbecue grill. I said, well, I can start cooking. And he said, man, you have a barbecue grill. You just blow it up. And I thought, that is a great idea. <laughs> so it is exactly nine hours from Gary, South Dakota to my house in Fredonia. And when I was driving home, I had that act figured out, uh, parked the wagon, built that act took it back north with me and uh, uh announcer brown and bates that's when he was just getting started and he was working those rodeos uh with me yep and uh was at don's house and i thought you know i probably ought to try this thing out because <laughs> i mean i built i built it you know it normally yeah. normally my test runs on axe are in the arena and um <laughs> you know <laughs> Uh, I, I try not to be that script. I mean, I have scripts and I kind of have a general direction of which way I want to go with an act, but you yep. know, if it, if it, what happens in an act happens, you know, that's, a, that's what makes clown acts funny. Yeah. And, uh, anyway, I, I launched that dude off there in the front yard of Don's house and it went over a couple of telephone poles and lines and landed over the neighbor's yard <laughs> or and uh old brandon friggin his eyes were about size of headlights you know and I, that some buck off a little bit so <laughs> yeah that uh that old grill over the over the years yeah it's been a great act jesse larson bought that off of me uh here a couple months ago now yep 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 so, jesse up there and uh let's see jesse's word minnesota yeah, superior superior uh uh Superior Wisconsin. Wisconsin. He's a Wisconsin. That's right. That's right. Or, yep. No, it is a, it is Superior, Minnesota, isn't it? Heck I don't know. It's way the hell up yeah. there. It's all basically <laughs> it's basically in old Canada, really. Yeah. I mean you can throw a rock and be in Canada from up there. Yeah, yeah. We'll just call we'll just call Jesse the Northern. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The old uh, the old grill. Yeah, it's it's Duluth, Minnesota, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Minnesota, right? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Superior, Wisconsin. Superior Wisconsin. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's okay. It's neither here or there on that deal. But uh but yeah, that uh that grill uh, I, we'll get, we'll Google that here. Yeah. I think it's Superior Wisconsin. That same grill, the same place, Hill City, Kansas. <laughs> yeah, Wisconsin. Slim Slim was going out and uh and that day it was still. There was no wind and and Slim says, Man, I'll never forget we were standing at the trailer and Slim said, uh, it's gorgeous, you know. I am gonna pack a little extra punch in this thing. So they did. And uh and Slim loaded up the uh the grill with uh uh with what he needed to make the bomb and uh that bomb sounds bad. But uh, anyways to make the explosion <laughs> and uh, and I kid yeah, you not explosion sounds so much better yeah, than bomb does. Yeah, yeah, and I'll never forget we uh We are now on the FBI watch list for this <laughs> podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's uh <laughs> we're getting ready to walk out in the arena and, and I was dressed up as the fireman for Slim and uh and anyways, literally like right before Slim walks in the arena, the wind picks up. 
And Slim looks at me and he says, oh, you've got to be kidding me. And I was like, well, here goes nothing. So Slim goes out and does his barbecue chicken with the grill. And, uh, and anyways, he shoots the, uh, he does his act, shoots the lid up. The lid pops off, and that lid goes flying up in the air. And then the wind takes the lid, and it starts coasting closer and closer and closer to the people in the stands. And it just happened to be there's one section of older ladies sitting in the stands, and this lid was heading straight for them. And you can literally hear Slim holding his breath on the microphone, <laughs> and this old lid, I mean, landed five feet from these old ladies. It landed in the arena, but, I mean, was literally five feet from these ladies. And, I mean, everyone would just exhale relief once that lid landed because we saw someone dying that day. <laughs> oh, just, uh, I'll never forget. I'll never forget staying there. And, and, uh, and then Crystal, Crystal, Crystal was so relieved because we just thought, oh, no, this is not going to be good. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Well, I've gotten very fortunate with that act over the years. So yeah, yeah that I may uh, not be very funny, but I've had some of the most dangerous acts in the business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is for sure. That is for sure. That's uh, yeah. But it, it's funny, you know. A little bit earlier, you were talking about uh, uh you were talking about being on the FBI watch list, you know, because we were talking about making bombs and stuff like that. And uh, yeah. and my rodeo clown friends will know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, when we're talking on the phone with other rodeo clowns, we're sitting here talking about making bombs or making our uh, bombs for acts and stuff like that. We're not talking about actually making bombs to like hurt someone. We're talking about bombs to use in the rodeo yeah. act. And uh, and I was actually heading. They are stage props, is yes. what they are. Yes, stage props. That's a good term. I was uh, I was sitting in Seattle, Washington, and I was on my way up to uh, Anchorage, Alaska, to work for Frank Kalaska or Kalaski and uh, Rodeo Alaska. And, uh, and I don't remember who I was on the phone with. I, I, I really don't remember, but, uh, I was sitting there in the lobby waiting for my plane to show up. And, uh, and I was talking to one of my rodeo friends on the phone. And anyways, I was talking about, uh, uh, having to go to a gun store to buy the powder and stuff like that to make my bombs. And I have my earbuds in and I'm not thinking about it, but I'm sitting here talking about a bomb in the airport. And, uh, well, about, uh, five minutes later, I hang up the phone. I'm sitting there and TSI show up and this is a true story. TSI came and told me that I need to follow him. So TSI, <laughs> TSI took me to a side room and asked me questions and wanted to know why I was talking about making a bomb. And because I guess I was making some people sitting around me feel uncomfortable. Nervous. Yeah, I was making them. I was making them nervous. So, so they're sitting here asking me all these questions, and I told them, I said, I'm a rodeo yeah, clown. No kidding, Seattle, you're in a libtard land. Yeah. You're at an airport. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What yeah. could go wrong there? Yeah, exactly. So I, uh, so I, I, you know, I pull out my autograph sheets. I pull out my business card. I'm like, look, fellas, I'm a rodeo clown. Like, I'm like, I'm not going to hurt anyone. And uh, anyways, so then. They searched through all my luggage, uh, my luggage underneath the plane. They grabbed um, my luggage, uh, my backpack, all that stuff. Uh, they searched through. And uh, anyways, yeah. So that's uh, speaking of being on the FBI watch list. I'm sure my face is printed you up. You were there, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you didn't get put on the no-fly list. Yeah. You had a thumb your way to Alaska after that. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but luckily they, uh, they were understanding. And uh, not really. They really weren't understanding. They were kind of jerks. Oh, I bet they, yeah. I, I, I 
TSA agents, they are not. Uh, yeah, they were. Uh, no whatsoever. Yeah, no, they were not. Uh, they were not happy campers, and uh, they were not finding my jokes funny. And <laughs> and so that uh, that oh, right there, funny joke boy. Yeah, that right there, I learned how to deal with the crowd that was not. Uh, uh, not a real interactive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's for Build sure. A hostile environment right yeah. there. Yeah, but uh, but that's that's enough about that whole deal. But uh, that I tell you what, that that experience right there, going up to Rodeo Alaska and hang out with all them guys and Dan Fowley and hanging out, uh, yeah, with Dan. And, yeah, and Dan's so, great, isn't he? Oh, uh, he is phenomenal. He is phenomenal. He is one of my absolute favorite announcers in the country. Yeah, yeah. I I was so excited when. Uh, uh, it's a funny story about the rodeo Alaska deal. Um, Frank Klosky called me and, uh, and I didn't answer. He left me a voicemail and anyways, uh, I get a voicemail. Hey, Ty, this is Frank Klosky with rodeo Alaska. I want to uh, talk to you about coming up and rodeo in Alaska. And I was like, there is no way, you know, cause I, this, I was in my rookie year. I was like, there is no way someone actually wants me to come to Alaska to rodeo. And then sure enough, Slim calls me and says, Hey, you should be getting a phone call from a guy up in Alaska. And, you know, telling me the whole story on Frank. And I was like, well, actually, I just got the phone call. So I got the opportunity to go uh, rodeo up there in Alaska and hang out with Dan. And uh, and Slim sat here and told me all about Dan Fowley and said, hey, like, this guy is hilarious. But you better come with your hammer cocked because he will throw it at you and you better be ready to catch it. And so, I, you know, I'm sitting here all nervous, you know, ready to work with Dan Fowley. And uh, and I get there. And that very first weekend, we're in Anchorage. Or no, we were in Wasilla. We were in Wasilla, Alaska. And uh, the day before uh, our rodeo, they have a little junior rodeo. And uh, Dan Fowley was announcing it, and Dan wasn't feeling good. Anyways, Dan got down from the announcer stand, and the sound guy there, Trevor, uh, I cannot remember Trevor's last name, but Trevor is phenomenal. And he needs to come down here to lower 49 or 48. He needs to come down to lower 48 and get his PRCA card. But, uh, But anyways, Trevor finished announcing. And uh, then after the rodeo, we go hunt for Dan, and Dan's rolling around the grass and pain and agony. Anyways, I thought he was having a heart attack. Anyways, he had a uh, appendicitis. Uh, his appendix bursted. And, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so then we, we had to – they uh, they load him up, and they took him to the hospital. And uh, and I was finishing uh, some stuff there around the grounds, and uh, Fally comes back, and they had him all – doped up on drugs all his good feel good pain drugs and, and and i mean he was on cloud nine when he came back and uh, and i couldn't find my normal shoes well fally took my normal shoes and was wearing my normal shoes and and uh, and he puked on them and i was like i don't want them shoes back <laughs> i don't i don't want them shoes back that's you for sure back. Yeah, yeah. his daughter's yeah his daughter savannah was like oh i'll get you them shoes back i was like no honey he can keep them. Merry Christmas. <laughs> it is rodeo. It is cowboy Christmas, and that is his gift. But uh, yeah, that rodeo Alaska trip was uh, was one to remember. That's for sure. Them, them people up there, uh, winters are so rough up there. Them people are excited to laugh about anything. And uh, that that was a fun fun place. But uh, but if there's any place, Slam, in your in your twenty year career, or a longer than twenty year career, I guess you have a twenty yeah, twenty year. Fuck. 20, 20 in the PRCA, yeah. 30 total. Yeah, 30 total. Okay. So in your 30-year career, what is your most memorable rodeo or favorite rodeo? Um, I'd have to go with Salinas, California. It just just because of its uh, 
Well, it's it's big, you know. It's 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 you know it's a huge rodeo. It's top top five rodeo. Yeah. But uh, it's just neat. I mean, it's like choreographed chaos to go to that rodeo. It's uh, if you've never made it out there, you've got to make the homage out and uh, do that rodeo. Watch that rodeo. Yeah. Because so, they've got they've got something going on in the track. You know, all the time that the rodeo's going, the rodeo doesn't ever stop, and um, it's pretty neat. Yeah, so, yeah, that I'd is. Say that, I'd say that one was probably my all-time favorite, but I mean, it's tough to say it because there. I've worked like Norco, California. I've worked it fifteen times. Uh, San Bernardino, California, worked it about the same. Uh, right down here at Perryton, Texas. Uh, now, they're my favorite people you know, and probably, probably might, might be my favorite rodeo, just a little old rodeo that has, you know, thousand people in the stands. Uh, but the, someone asked me one time, what's it take to make a great rodeo? I said, it takes a great committee. Yeah. You know, if you've got a good committee, you're going to have a good rodeo. Yeah. So, you know, it's, and that's, that's what it takes. You know, these people, these committees, they, they take their time out of, of their schedules all year long. You know, it takes a year to, to put the, these rodeos together. Yeah. When it, when when they're done on a Saturday night, Monday morning, they're starting for next next year. You know. Yeah, so. especially especially because you know, and a lot of people don't realize this is like it, it. I mean, it literally takes being a year or two or more in advance to get some of these announcers and some of these rodeo clowns and some of these specialty acts. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, because it's it's hard to find good. Um, yeah, good, good action. Yeah, and good yeah. Personnel. I, I was trying to think so, of how to word it. Is, you know, <laughs> yeah, you get your good, put your, your good contract personnel, and, and yeah. that's the thing. You know, as a committee, you are a really good stock contractor, uh, a great announcer, sound, and uh, and do not forget sound. Yeah, you know, it doesn't matter if you got Bob Tallman on the microphone. If nobody can hear him, he's not very good. Yeah. So. Yep, that is for you know, sure. That's that's the thing. So if they can't hear him, so then then the whole thing goes to hell in a handbasket. Yeah, that is that is one thing. I <clears throat> I uh, I I like to think I can do a lot of jobs. You know, if, if I if I need a clown, I can clown. If I need to announce, I can announce. But if it comes to being a sound guy, a sound director, that is one thing. Like that is so much chaos. I actually I I did it uh, for one night uh, up in Cody, Wyoming. Uh, yeah. Actually, uh, the day after, were you supposed to be clowning? Yeah, but I was. Uh, <laughs> so my whole uh, kid has a clown. Let's try you out as, yeah. a, as a sound man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maury, find you a new career. <laughs> Maury's like Ty. You suck. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But exactly. uh, yeah, I think. Uh, Son, you done so good. We're gonna promote you to the sound man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I. Uh, the day. <laughs> the day after I blew myself up up there and I had my little mishap and, uh, and, uh, yeah, the day after that whole deal happened, uh, they had another clown up there, Zach cook, they call him cookie. And, uh, and that's, yeah. that's all I need to introduce you to slime. He is hilarious. And, uh, yeah. and, uh, yeah, Zach, Zach was clowning that night and the announcer up there, Ty Rhodes, uh, was entered in the team roping. And so Coulter Ellis, who is normally the sound guy, <laughs> Was the announcer, and uh, and anyways, so then Coulter's like, "Well, Ty, can can you run, you know, the soundboard?" I was like, "Ah, yeah, sure." You know, how hard could it be? 
Yeah. Biggest mistake of my life. <laughs> that was. Yeah, there's a lot to it. I tell you what, I did tip my hat off to all those sound people. Oh, yeah. Cause um, they got, they know, got... I mean, they've got two computers sitting in front of them, a soundboard off over there. They've got, another, you know, the announcer, they've got to keep happy. They've got committees, they got to keep happy. And then they got this knucklehead clown out in the middle of the arena jacking with them. Yeah. You know, it's a, they've, they've got a lot of things going on. Plus, they, all the buttons and bells and whistles they got to push and sound, you know, a good sound person has has a sound for everything and, yeah. and, and a song for everything. So. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then you got to make sure you don't play the same song twice because the crowd's going to catch on. And I mean, it is, yeah. it is crazy. Them sound people do not get enough credit. Them are, they are the most no. underrated people in the rodeo world. In my opinion, uh, that, that and pickup men. Oh so, yeah. Pickup men. Pickup men are most underrated guys in, in the business. Yep. So, yep. You are, you, know, you are right. You're you, right. You think, you think about what they go through it throughout the day. Cause most of the time they're helping sort, you know, so a lot of times they're helping feed, uh, they're packing five to seven head of high dollar horses yeah. around and can get crippled at any minute, you know? Yep. So, uh, saddles you know they got a lot of equipment and they're not getting paid all that much money so yeah. you know I, I i think the pickup men are, are probably the most underrated in the uh contract personnel category yep i i will i you know now that you say that i will agree with you 100 percent. and i've learned as a rodeo clown it is important that you go buy your pickup men a couple of beers and get on their good side Absolutely, absolutely. Most pickup men don't like clowns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is that is for Get sure. Get on their good side. Yeah, Get on their that good is for sure side. because them so, guys can make your life a living hell, or really yeah. help you out. Or really help you out. Yeah. That is exactly right. Yeah, that is for that sure. Is that's exactly that's uh, right. but uh, but yeah, no, that's uh, yeah, them. I I I learned. I thought I could do a lot of things. Nah, I'm not saying I can clown. I'm not even saying I can clown. I like to think I can clown, but I for darn sure I can't be a pickup man or a sound guy. That stuff would just yeah. stress me out too much, too much. But uh, but I got another question for you. You know, we were sitting here talking about your favorite rodeo stuff like that, uh, and we, we've talked about a couple of different announcers. You know, is there is there just announcer out there that when you see that you're hooked up with him at this rodeo, that it just takes your excitement to a whole other level because you know it's going to be fantastic. Oh yeah, hell, there's a there's a dozen of them actually. You know, it's like I, I I can't really say pick out my absolute favorite announcer. I mean, Fowley's got to be right there in the top two or three. Yeah, if not the top one. Uh, but you know, like uh, uh, Kelly Kenny, he's a good friend of mine. I love working with him. Uh, uh, Roger Mooney. Uh, Brooks. I mean, you just go down the go down the list of the who's who, the top ten announcers, and those any of those guys. I just you know, you just there's a reason why they're top ten announcers because they're fantastic to work with. Yeah, yeah, yep. I, so, I I agree. Even that's... even that freaking old uh, growly Randy Corley, he's a lot of fun <laughs> to play with. So he's a, he's probably he's one of my favorites. Yeah, so. yeah. That's that is the uh, that that is the thing is there is uh that that that's the one thing that has really really impressed me. Is uh, how many good announcers there are. I mean, like, like, like you got your top ten. Like you got your Andy Stewart. You got your Bob Tallman. Yep. You got your Randy Corley. You got all them guys. Yeah, and then, Brooks. yeah, and, and then you go and like, and maybe maybe the people that don't get quite the recognition, like like people like Troy Goodridge, 
Like exactly, you know, and that's that's another guy right there. He's he's absolutely phenomenal to work with. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, so, yeah, that, that's I, talk about you know, especially you know, well, when you go to a top fifty rodeo, you're expecting one of those one of those big name announcers. Yeah, but when you're say like Washington, Kansas, you know, when they call you to work to to work work your their rodeo, you know, you ask who's the announcer, and when they said Troy Goodrich. I absolutely, I'm like, ow, fantastic. Yeah. You know, because Troy is just phenomenal to work with. So, yeah, Troy is, uh, Troy is awesome. And I've been, uh, uh, I, I, yeah, to have, to have Troy as, uh, one of the first announcers I ever got to work with. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that'll get you spoiled right there. (laughs) Yeah. I I have learned that quickly. Trust me. I have worked with Troy Goodridge, and I have worked with uh, non-Troy Goodridges. <laughs> that is for yeah, sure. But yeah. uh, but he he has been phenomenal. But uh, but Slim, who is who is one guy? Uh, and I and I realize it's so hard to answer. But who is one guy that uh, you think has really helped mold or shape uh, you as a rodeo clown, or not even a ro- I mean even as a person? Like, is there just one person uh, in the rodeo world that? Well, that's a, that's easy. That was my dad. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, you know, that's, you know, hell, he wasn't just my dad. He was my best friend and my hero. So, yeah. you know, so Heard that's, that. that's a simple question there. Yeah. Yeah. That is for sure. That is for sure. And that's, uh, that is one man that I know, uh, you miss deeply. And, oh, uh, absolutely. But if I can tell you, I can tell you one thing, Slim, that, uh, he'd be darn proud, uh, you know, to have his oh, son clown the PRCA for, uh, 20 years. And and not and not I I can honestly say and I'm not just saying this because you're on the podcast and because you've been so helpful to me I truly do mean this, uh, you have been at the top of the sport for a good portion of them twenty years. Uh, you know I I, I can't say all the twenty years slim because you know obviously yeah. when you first got started I was four years old and I couldn't it tell you. It all depends <laughs> on who you ask, yeah. buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I tell you what, whether whether people like you or not, uh, they can't deny that you were one of the funniest guys. And uh, and uh, oh, in the PRCA, and that's uh, that's for darn sure. And they also can't deny that your acts do gain attention, whether it be good attention or bad attention. It is attention, but exactly uh, good, but, bad, or indifferent. They're talking about it. Yeah, so. that is for sure. That is for sure. But hey, man, I appreciate it more than anything. And well, uh, thank you for having me on here. Buddy. Hey, it's been a blast. It's been a blast. I am uh, so glad to have you in my corner. Uh, like I said, you have been someone that has absolutely been behind me and uh and it's gave me pep talks when i need the pep talks and gave me butt chewings when i need yeah. the butt chewings and uh and i'm, and I'm sure uh, uh i i still have the uh I, I want to uh i'm trying to get into the prca now because uh, i want to get my prca permit at least and uh and get my first prca card with or i want to do my first prca rodeo with you that is my goal and uh and i'm, I'm gonna make it happen because you did my one of my first amateur rodeos with me I want you to do all my first pro rodeos with me, and I think that'd be just full uh, circle. And then I'll make like sure. Then I'll make sure. Hopefully, I'll get to like the NFR before you're 90, and that way I can get you on the stage with yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can watch it. I can yeah. watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, that's for sure. Hey, brother, I appreciate it. I'll let you go, and uh, and we will uh, you bet. talk to you later evening. on. Hey, appreciate it, brother. Talk uh, to you later. Thank you. Take uh-huh. care. Bye. Bye. Well, guys, that wraps up episode number one. That was Slim Gardner. Hey, man, I, t- I told you he's funny, and he's a great dude. I'm so glad that he was able to be brought on here. You know, I'm so excited for the next episode. Uh, I think you're really going to like the next person. I'm not going to tell you who it is yet, but I'm I'm really excited for this person to come on. Uh, 
they have been one of my best friends uh, in the whole entire world. So I'm glad to be able to bring them on here, and uh, and I'm hope that you guys are excited too. Thanks for joining me for episode number one, and, uh, and hopefully we'll see you all uh, really soon. So y'all take care. We'll see y'all later on. Thank you.